The scriptural lesson this morning is taken from Romans chapter 3, verses 21-31. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testified. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance He had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too, since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. This is the word of the Lord. Now we have the pleasure to call upon Reverend Ting Hua Seng to preach to us. Thank you. Thank you, Brother David. This year, uh, the vision statement for our general conference is a renewed church. So throughout four years, we have four scenes each year. But we do it differently. We separate into four seasons uh, to, to preach on different uh, themes. So this season, we are going to preach about uh, church, empowering churches. So since, uh, since a few weeks before, I preached on preaching, and then uh, Pastor Vincent preached on uh, know God, know yourself, that is about the theology of the church. And then uh, Reverend Lenita last week preached about uh, the love of God, made alive by His love. It's about the gospel of God. So today, uh, I'm going to uh, look, we, we are going to study this passage uh, regarding the confession of sins, that we turn ourselves to God and let us turn our, our heart to God in prayer. Lord, we give you thanks that we can study your word. We pray that you send your spirit, the spirit of truth, to lead us into your word and help us obey your word and renew us so that, Lord, we can be more and more like Jesus. Lord, may the glory be to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What will you, um, how will you define someone? What defines you? If you met me somewhere, you was, what will you say to me? You will say, Pastor, 
right? <laughs> That's my job. Yeah. We define someone by their job. Pastor, uh, doctor, nurses, uh, pharmacists. We know their job. And we define someone and group them by job. Sometimes we'll define someone by um, the gender, uh, the group of men, the group of women, uh, the group of boy, the group of girl, and so on. We divide people by gender. Sometimes we'll define people uh, by height. Above 180 is handsome, uh, tall guy. So I'm not tall. I'm not one. I I don't I don't as tall as 180. <laughs> Sometimes we define people as uh, beautiful or ugly by the appearance. We define them by appearance. We define people by language. Are you speaking Fuchao? Are you Fuchao? Are you uh, Hainanese? Are you Cantonese and so on? Are you Malay? We define people by the language that they speak and even the place we stay, Malaysian, uh, Chinese, Singaporean, and so on. And we define people even by class of job, blue collar, white collar, and so on. Nowadays, we even, even classify, uh, define people um, by vaccination. Some people are vaccinated, some are not. So some are allowed to come, some are not. But now we open up. Even children unvaccinated, they are allowed to come. So that's the way that our society is. We define people with all kinds of categories and that's how we define it. One of my friends, uh, when, when he went to Taiwan and um, go, go, study, go to study overseas and uh, he, some new friend, he made some new friends in Taiwan then, as he introduced himself, he said, I'm Malaysian. I come from Malaysia. Then his friend quote his word as, he is Malay, because he come from Malaysia. <laughs> Those foreigners understand us, and we are quite hard to, um, to make ourselves clear, because they, some of them, they don't have that concept. They thought Malaysians are Malays, all are Malays. That's their thinking. So all kinds of people, we categorize them and define them with all kinds of, um, in all ways that we, we categorize people. What about God? How will God define you? What are the categories that God used to define people? Let us look at this passage, uh, Romans chapter 3. I'll read from verses 21 to 24. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. The, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all 
are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So in these few verses, I want to highlight a few phrases that is quite catchy. Verse 23 says, All have seen. All have seen in verse 23. And then in verse 22 said, All who believe. And then in verse 24 saying, All are justified. Uh, these are the three phrases that I want to highlight. And from these three phrases, we're going to understand how God will define us. The first is, the law will define you as sinful. As said in verse 23, saying, all have sinned. No one is perfect and sinless. All are sinful. This is a, a quite painful truth, that no one is perfect. However, whatever you do and how, no matter how good you are, that doesn't justify you as a per- perfect person. For we are sinners. That's the truth in the Bible. That all of us are sinful nature. So we cannot help by justifying ourselves uh, through uh, obeying the laws and do all the good things according to the law. That cannot justify us. For all of us are not perfect. And we cannot do up to the high standard of God. The standard of God is very high. It's perfect. But then the distance between us and the target, the standard of God, is impossible to reach. Then what is the law for? If the law is just making us desperate to obey, then why are there laws? Right? Why God wants to keep those laws and we just cannot reach the standard? That's very desperating. We tend to solve the problem, solve this problem, the problem of sin, by playing around the boundary stone, altering the law to prove ourselves innocent. Because laws is actually used to help us to know what is sin. So we want to play around it so that we can make ourselves seems like we are just and righteous. In Romans, uh, in here in the same chap- chapter, verses, uh, verse 20 saying, Therefore no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of law. Rather, through the law we become conscious of our sin. We cannot become righteous um, through working out the law. But then the law makes us conscious of what we are wrong of. In the, in the same book, Romans, uh, in chapter 7, verse 7, Paul said, let us read together. What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I will not have known what sin has. For I would not have known what converting really was if the law had not said, you shall not covet. 
So in the later part of this book, uh, Paul said that law itself is good. It's not meant for putting us down, but it's meant for to help us to be conscious of sin. We know what is sin. We know what is the standard of God. So the law itself is not sinful. It doesn't mean to put us down. It doesn't mean to to uh, condemn us, but it's meant to draw out the boundary, the standard of God. It helps us to know what God's want. But we as human beings, we often try to move the stone, move the boundary stone, altering the law. When I was um, in secondary school, I remember once um, the exam, one of the exam, um, when the teacher come and distribute the the uh, questions, then all the students, the whole class, start to uh, have all kinds of comments, uh, saying, "Teacher, uh, can we have open book test?" Yeah, we don't study. Yeah, truly, we don't study. <laughs> the whole class don't really study, and we say, teacher, um, give us open book test so that uh, we can have good results, or else if the marks are too too bad, then you have trouble. Uh, the headmaster will call you in for coffee and so on. So I, we help you, lah. you help us. Uh, we don't study, so give us open book. Right In a way, we are bargaining with the teacher, try to lower down the standards so that we can fulfill the standards. That's how we are doing, playing around with the laws. Taxpayers try to, um, try to make themselves seem like their pay are low and they have a lot of things, uh, to, a lot of burden to help them to pay less tax or even to escape the test, right? Rapists will say technically they didn't do anything wrong to prove themselves innocent. And robbers will say they don't know why in their bank account they receive billions of money. They just prove that they don't know why and don't know where does it from to prove themselves innocent. So in a way, we are playing around the rules, making ourselves seem like innocent. But that's not how God will see us. We try to alter the law to prove ourselves lawful, but the divine law of God always proves us sinful. Faith in Jesus Christ define you as righteous. The other two phrases that I quote, uh, I highlighted just now in verse 22 say, all who believe, all who believe in Jesus Christ. And then the other phrase is in verse 24 saying, all are justified. So all who believe in Jesus Christ are justified by God. That's the plan of God.
In this passage, Paul said, all of us are sinful. That's how God categorizes all the humankind, all the mankind, all of us are sinful. None of us can prove us, prove ourselves innocent by doing good, by doing anything. Because we are sinful by the nature. Qualitatively, we are sinful people. God defined us as sinful men, but He opened up the way for us that all who believe in Jesus can all be justified. So in the ultimate plan of God, He, He wants all of the mankind, all the people to be justified through believing Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way. The way we understand uh, the, the love of God, uh, the work of Jesus Christ that redeemed our, our life, we can, uh, I'll quote an example from the uh, book of Gospels, talking about the servant who owned the master, uh, 10,000 uh, bags of gold. And this servant, he could not pay the big amount. So the master said, then you sell off your property, sell off your car, sell off your wife, sell off your children, sell off your everything to pay the debt. But this servant, he pleased the, uh, he said to the master, uh, to have mercy to him, on him, so that he can, he can survive. Then the master really have, have mercy on him and he is forgiven. Uh, the debt, uh, then the servant, he no longer need to pay the debt because the master have forgiven him. In the same way, we are the servant that we bear a lot of uh, sins and God, he want to forgive us and through faith in Jesus Christ, he'll forgive our sins and all who believe in Jesus Christ, all will be justified. Justification doesn't mean we can nullify the law. Let's uh, look at the last verse, verse 31, saying, Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. Justification doesn't mean we don't, we can nullify the law because we are justified. So we don't no longer need to obey the law to fulfill the standard. Initially, we say the standard of God is high. The law of God uh, requires a lot. We can never ever reach the standards of God. So we feel like the law is just um, make us desperate. But when we are justified, do we again still need to keep the law? The answer is yes. Because the faith in Jesus Christ that make us justify us doesn't nullify the law. It make it makes the law. Um, it makes more sense for the justified people to obey the righteous law. Then, although we don't really hit the high standard of God, we are proved justified, and we are on the right way, right path, doing the right thing. That is what God intended us to be. We use all kinds of standards to define people. But what defines you? 
how will God define you? When we look from the perspective of law, the law defines you as sinful, defines all of us as sinful people. When we look from the perspective of faith, the grace of God, God defines us who have faith in Jesus Christ as righteous because all who believe God justify them. That's the ultimate will of God. Let us pray. Lord, we are sinners. We are proved guilty in your law. But Lord, there is no, not the end that we are condemned in our sin. You give us hope in Jesus Christ. Help us to move on. Have faith in you. And then we can be justified by faith. And we move on from there each day nearer to you. So that, Lord, we can one day be perfect and blameless in your sight. We can be more and more like Jesus. Lord, lead us, lead our life so that we can be uh, just and righteous. We give thanks that you always help us through Holy Spirit. We give thanks that your grace and blessing is abundant for us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.